This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Supernaturally Paid podcast where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hoquette. Let's get into the episode. Hello, 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 everybody. It is Raven Hoquette here, and I'm back with another edition of the God Pays Me Virtual Summit. And let me tell y'all, we're going to get so serious. We're going to get so transparent today about all of the feelings, all of the emotions, all of the, the mental things that you go through sometimes as a Christian entrepreneur when you're really trusting God to make a way. I have literally, I didn't already told y'all on like every single interview, like I really called in the experts. But when I tell y'all on this one, like I have really called in an actual therapist that's going to give us some sound tips on what it's really like dealing with that overwhelming feeling of like, okay, God, I know you're going to make a way, but when, how, who, what, where, you know, these are all the questions that sometimes we have when we're in a season like that. So I'm so excited for y'all to get some clarity today. If you ever have experienced any type of just financial stress, anxiety related to money, this, this segment is for you. I'm so excited about my next guest. I have been a guest on her amazing podcast, Therapy as a Christian. I'm just really excited for how she's going to bring it because when I tell y'all, she always brings it. So we're just going to just let the conversation flow and just let God have his way. But y'all welcome my next guest, Rosalind Renee. How are you, girl? Hey, sis. Girl, I'm good. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm coming out of the season. So I have like 15,000 revelations to share today, but I am super <laughs> excited to be here with you. I Thank you. I to make it fresh. Girl, yes. yes. They are getting it fresh and straight off the season. So we're just going to jump right in because I remember, and let me just first tell y'all, if y'all have not checked out the Therapy for Christian podcast, please check it out. Please make sure that you listen to the episode because we were just having a time on there. (laughs) And I remember when we were on there, you mentioned the scripture in the book of Exodus where God talked about just giving enough manna for the day. And I believe that a lot of people that's listening in, it's not that you're just in a place of absolute struggle. You have a roof over your head, you have food for the day, 
but you can't see how God is going to pay that bill that's due next week. You yes. can't see how God is going to meet those needs that you need next month. You can't see how God is going to cover your, your tax bill that's due at the end of the year or, or whenever else you have something due that's far ahead. So can you just talk a little bit about the mental side of mm -hmm. still trusting God, still rejoicing when you feel like, God, I know I got enough for today, but mm -hmm. what about tomorrow? What about next week? Yeah, yeah. So long story short of my entrepreneurial journey, I have been in full-time entrepreneurship for a little over a year and a half. Entrepreneurial having you know, my business for almost four years. And I worked my job up until July of 2021 and I was able to actually quit. So I did coaching right before I quit my job uh, and got an opportunity to really see God's hand in my business because I think over a course of, I want to say six months, I had made close to $35,000. And to me, that was a lot <laughs> um, because I was not used to it. My first launch actually made about $10,000. And so I had never seen that kind of provision, not only in my business, but coming to me at one time. And it was the first time I ever charged four figures for something. And so it was just a lot of mental shifts financially that I had had in my business coming off my job, going to full-time entrepreneurship. So I was very excited. I was like, oh, I got this. This is going to be it, baby. Yeah, girl. So <laughs> went into the half of last year, going into December, I think what I learned very quickly is like, there's absolutely ebbs and flows in business. You're going to have successful months and then you're going to have months where things aren't, you know, that amazing. And really, I think entrepreneurship is really about endurance and stamina because it's like the Bible talks about the race is not given to the swift nor the strong. Mm -hmm. But us getting to the end is really a thing. And so especially when your business is established under God, God will throw a lot of monkey wrenches at you to not really hurt you, but more so build your character. Because when there's faithfulness involved, when you are doing things God's way, God wants to elevate you. But a lot of times in the elevation, it requires you to your flesh to die. And flesh dying is essentially where seasons of struggle come because it has to expose the sinful nature of your heart, your pride, everything. And so I think when we're experiencing seasons of success financially, you know, pride can kick in very quickly. Lack of humility can kick in quickly. You just being frivolous and not being a good steward can kick in very quickly if your heart is not checked. And so going into 2022, God told me my this year was my year of surrender. And at the time I was like, oh, that's cute. God, that's a real cute word. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for this surrender. We're going to surrender all of our gifts to you. I had no idea, Raven. <laughs> and I have learned to honestly take when God gives me a word that sometimes he'll give me a word, but he will not give me the interpretation of that word. Yeah. And sometimes that interpretation is me going through something. So in March, also late last year, I had got my official license to um, do therapy. So for those of you that understand that process, it's a very long process. It took me a while to get my license fully to actually um, be a licensed therapist. So that was something I resisted God in a lot because I just was like, I don't want to own a business. I don't want to do counseling. Like that's not something I really want to do. But you really can't tell God what you want to do and really expect like he's not going to test that. <laughs> but also, it's ultimately his will that has to be done in your life and also for his people. 
And so you really having a lot of say so at times when it comes to what he's calling you to is really you having to surrender to him in that area. So March of 2021, he told me to stop coaching and told me to solely focus on mental health. My coaching business was not around mental health. It was really kind of around like productivity, helping people create systems, not only in their life, but their business. And so that was really lucrative for me. I was making, you know, four figures per client. I would probably work with six or seven clients a month. So I was making good money. And so I'm thinking, well, why am I switching this? I said, okay, well, we'll just switch. And then also he had told me in March that I was about to go through a manna season. And so I'm perspective. I'm like, oh, God, I've seen your hand move. I'm good. We're just going to do this thing. And Raven, going from making good money to now trading essentially my time for dollars was not something I was used to. I was literally getting by. Like me and my husband were literally getting by. And to the point to where there were times where our bank account, our like joint bank account with where our bills come out of, we would probably have like $300 in there. That's never been our mm. bank account ever out of the almost five years we've been married. Mm. And so he's very headstrong. So he was like, we'll be all right. But I'm looking at him like, have you lost your mind? Like our well, bank has never been, <laughs> never been this low. So I'm looking at God sideways like, what is going on? I can't coach. What are you talking about? What is this man of season? I'm overwhelmed. And mm. then come May, I find out I'm pregnant. So mm. not only are we in the middle, smack dab in the middle of this, I find out I'm pregnant. So now we're about to bring another child. And this is what I have a, a toddler. He's 21 months. So I'm tripping. I'm like angry. I'm feeling heavy every day. My first trimester, I basically literally almost cried every day. I told my husband multiple times, I'm really concerned about my mental health. Like I am struggling to do counseling sessions with people. I'm trying to figure out how am I supposed to serve on this podcast. I just was not in a good space. Like I was telling a friend this a couple of weeks ago. I said, I think God honestly got me pregnant for protection because I craved alcohol heavily my first trimester. I've never really been one to crave alcohol, just using, I think it would have been a coping mechanism, to be honest, just because it was so overwhelming. And the hard part about it was like, my time with God became very inconsistent. I feel like I just couldn't ask him anything because I'm like, you brought me here. What is this foolishness? And just, it was just a lot. And so I remember just mentally being very depressed, trying to like rely on my community because I'm big on community. And no one had the answers for me and just so but I thought maybe I need a new strategy uh maybe I need to like go and do a um CEO day for myself and just like flush out my business on the whiteboard just trying to figure it out because nothing made sense and also God was dealing with me on just like you cannot go and offer anything so I pulled off social media for like 3 months cuz I just didn't have the capacity and I think when you're in that place, you really do, it really exposes your quote unquote faith in God because I completely pulled away from him altogether. And so I think from March, April, May to June, 
I was a hot mess. I was very thankful to be pregnant, but I also was like struggling with even feeling wanted to be connected to my child because I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. And there were a lot of other things that happened. So long story short, I take a, a blood thinner injection while I'm pregnant. My medicine was $200. On top of that, um, my husband's insurance the insurance was not that great. So I'm paying out of pocket for doctor's appointments. Another thing happened, my son was struggling some with speech and we needed to get him in speech therapy. And it was going to cost us like $100 a session. So I remember, there was one day I remember it was probably in June. And I remember crying on the phone with my husband and he said, Roslyn, speech therapy is just not a priority right now. And I hung up the phone with him and I said, God, how is this going to work that I can't even get my son medical services? And I said, this goes beyond business at this point. This is my kid. And it just was overwhelming. I just don't even remember like how broken I felt. And so fast forward, and I think to help people give context to like where this happens in business is just the, the situations are different for every person. But I think your business bleeds so much into your life because it is, you know, our relationship with God over encompasses everything. And so it not only, you know, infiltrates your business, but those things impact you and your family, they impact you in parenting, they impact you in your marriage, they impact intimacy with your husband, they impact everything. And so I think what I've come to understand now when seasons like this happen is really asking myself, how is this impacting me spiritually? And am I using my tools? And so really when July came, I remember I was talking to a friend, she and I were kind of similarly going through the same thing in our business. And I asked her, I said, how was your quiet time with God? And she said, girl, it's not happening. And I said, let's just like start accountability wise, getting back into our quiet time. And so I remember it was the end of, end of July and I might be skipping over questions. <laughs> right, but- no, it's okay. This is good. They better be taking notes. Yeah. So we started quiet time in the morning. I just was waking up around 530 trying to get back into my time with God. And we've been doing that solidly since July. That has been the most grounding thing I've ever done. Situation slowly didn't change, but my reaction shifted because I was coming to God. And for a while, he didn't talk. He didn't say really anything to me about my business, me, anything, but I just showed up. And after a while, he told me, he said, you were in a suffering season and you were doing it without me. Mm. And just the level of Mm. repentance that had to happen because of the pride. I don't think God was like trying to turn his back on me, but I could see like there were multiple times where he probably could have stepped in or, you know, whatever, if I had just humbly come before him. But I was so wrapped up in like, why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this? What are you doing this for? This is my business. I've worked hard for this guy. Like I have been faithful to you, but truly I wasn't repentant to him. And so there were a lot of things that just, I didn't surrender really my finances really just wasn't, I don't even think I was tithing at that time just out of, we can't afford this. I can't tithe. Like just, that was my rationale and just not doing the proper things, but really more importantly, my relationship completely fell off. And when your relationship falls off with God, it, you don't hear, you're not, it's like, you can't, you can't even understand to hear anything because your, your main source is completely disconnected. So 
that was kind of the mental space I was in. I, I, I mean, I tell people all the time, I see why people who don't do this without God, they check themselves into psych wars. They want to kill themselves because that was something I would never want to experience again. <laughs> Ever, girl. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it was just like so many emotions as you were speaking because the part about your son, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like yeah. as a mother... You know, I mean, we we know what it's like to need financially, right? Even before being a wife and mother, you probably have had a situation just like I have where you're like, God, I need you to come through on this, you know, financially. But when something like that happens with your kid and they have a need financially and, you know, you're not able to cover it, it's such a feeling of defeat that is just unexplainable. Like, I mean, I I don't think I ever would understand that until that happened to me as a mother. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I can remember 2019, God telling me to shut down my coaching business. And most people like know this story, but I was pregnant at the time. And so a time that I had prayed for my entire life and should have been so joyous, I had so much stress because it was just like, When is, you know, how is this, what's going, like, I mean, it was just, I was so stressed out and it was a similar situation insurance wise. We had insurance, but the insurance was like very expensive. And because I was so stressed, I ended up having a high risk pregnancy. And it was just all these things, like this domino effect was just happening because at the time I didn't even realize I had taken my eyes off of God and I was so focused on the problem. I was so focused on, you know, I've been good financially for a long time. My husband has been good financially, but you told us to shut down our businesses. And so here we are in this new city. We're newly married. And now we find out we have a baby on the way and we can barely pay our rent. Like it was just such a tough spot to be in because it's like, what you mean? It's feeling like y'all are a month away from being homeless or, you know, y'all are barely getting by and, you know, you're about to bring a child into the world. And so I remember about four months after we moved here to Dallas, I had walked in the room that was going to be like our son's nursery. And I walked in there and just tears just flowed because I see this room that's empty. There's no crib. There's no clothing in the closet. There's no toys. There's no teddy bears. And I mean, I'm like five, six months pregnant at the time. So this Mm -hmm. is coming soon, you know, that I'm going to need this stuff. And I felt so defeated, like, God, right now, I cannot even buy my kid a pair of shoes. You know, I can't Mm -hmm. even do this for him. I can't even, I mean, such small things. We're not able to do it right now. And this is frustrating. And I just, I I was quiet, you know, in my tears. And this is why it's so important to talk to God, even when you can't physically talk, even when you just go and you have to cry because God spoke to me in that moment. And he said, I'm going to fill this room up with everything that he needs and y'all are not going to have to buy anything. And it gives me chills to still talk about it because people in my family still joke and they say, girl, like you had like a forever, like virtual baby shower because I would get home from doctor's appointments and a crib is at the door. A Mm -hmm. rocking chair is at the door. Clothes Mm -hmm. is at the door. It's like people who I don't even really know like that on social media. Where's your registry? I just want to send something from your registry. You don't even got to send me your address. Like, I mean, seeds on seeds on seeds, just coming up and harvesting and just God coming through on everything that Mm -hmm. he said that he would do. 
So mm. I think that what I want y'all to take away from Rosalind's testimony and my testimony is that you make it harder on yourself when you take your eyes off of God. When Man. you fixate on that problem that I don't have this money or I, or my business ain't doing this or this ain't doing that. We bring so much unnecessary stress on ourselves when we sit up there and try to be big dog. I always tell people, God is big dog. This problem, I cannot handle this. I'm not about to try to handle this. Like this is just way, way, way above my pay grade. So what would you say to people? Because I know you're coming off of that season. I'm off of that season. Even though we both have been there, we know that it is not a fun season to experience. (laughs) But I know it's some people listening right now and that's where they are. So what advice would you give to those people? What's something that they can do to just help themselves mentally in that season? So one, mentally, I think it's it's important to know, like, sometimes you do have to feel the emotions. I think hearing from the Holy Spirit about I was doing it without God made me realize that I was not bringing it to him. And not bringing it to him looked like, avoiding him times where I felt I would feel moments of being pulled to pray. And I'm like, pray for what? I don't even know what to say to you. But when I was coming off of the season, there were just times I cried. I mean, there was a time where I I think I had joined a mom community and I looked up something on speech therapy and I saw the moms describe their emotions around their child having a speech delay. And I remember that day in particular, I boo-hooed like a screen cry to God. And I said, I did not realize how impacted I was that my son was struggling with speech because it was something I was just like putting to the side because my my mind couldn't go there because I would feel the guilt of what did I not do? He had, Long story short, he had ear infections like six months of his first year of life. So he really wasn't hearing us in general anyway, but had to get ear tubes and everything. So it's it's common but just feeling the guilt of a parent and also feeling like I'm a Christian. Why am I, you know, I serve God every day. Why am I going? Just so much pride. And so just really, I wasn't coming to God. I wasn't crying to him. Like you had that, like that cry raving. Like I was not doing that. I was shutting him off because I felt like this was my way of showing him how hurt I am. And so mentally, what I would say to people is that only goes so far. Like you're not going to really get, especially as a believer. Now, people who aren't believers, they can do whatever they want to do. But when you are a believer and you believe in God and your faith is being tried in every capacity, it is God's way of pushing you to him. There's something he wants you to see. And when you don't relinquish it to him, you are finding yourself in a place where emotionally you're going to always react in emotion. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is you're going to need support. So I relied heavily on my community to pray for me. I didn't know what I would randomly ask people to pray. There was a time, and this was coming out of the season, a friend of mine sent me the money to cover my medicine for a month. I just, just, he always provided something. And I think also coming to God gave me the opportunity to, to now be at this place where I can see him actually restore everything because of repentance. And so I think we don't talk about repentance as much as we probably need to, but it really is the safeguard to us humbly being before God. 
other thing I would say is, you know, I was in counseling, so I talked to my therapist multiple times, but there was a point where I couldn't even go to her because I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And it was just really like, I, the mental part of it is you're going to have to see yourself because you need to see the sin. Because mm-hmm. in, in order for you to understand how the flesh is dying spiritually, you have to see yourself. I cried to my husband multiple times. You're just going to have to honestly like feel the waves of emotions mm-hmm. and really talk to God and rely on community. That would be the biggest thing I would say. But also you have to find the space to like get into your quiet time. If your quiet time is just praying, playing praise music, whatever. So having the communities that Raven even offers of just saying, this is what I'm experiencing. Having other entrepreneur friends, like help me just try to like piece together what I'm doing. Connecting with a therapist if you can. Cause that was a safe space for me to just say like, Hey, I'm tired as a believer and I don't know what to do. But as I was coming out of that season, the most grounding thing that I could do and be in control of was my quiet time. I couldn't really do anything else because there was no control for anything. And really what God was teaching me in that season was that I'm your financial provision, not your gifts. Your gifts being used by me will bring that by my power, but then within themselves are not it. So you can't just get like, oh, I need some money. Let me just go launch this. Mm-hmm. Is that under my will? Right. Did and I tell you to do that? <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a kind of a, just a deeper place to be with God where he can say, he can trust you to even say like, this is what I want you to launch. That's a trust factor. And that's a very, uh, overwhelming place to be at times because you do rely solely on God giving you the release to do so. Um, and there were other things he had told me to work on that I had just put to the side. So like, what were the things that I told you to do that you didn't do? So mm-hmm. just so many heart checks. And I think the heart check was helpful because it put me back in a place of being before him. And I was able to release. I, I mean, I remember just crying for days on days. And then I got to see his hand move and so many things shifted. So like, you didn't ask me this, but I'm going to tell But like, <laughs> I want to say July was when we started my time with God. In August, we got COVID. Uh, in between that time, my husband actually got a new job. And I was so concerned about my son. I was like, I think my son has autism, like going all the way there. In that two week span of time of us all three being in the house, I got to see my son because he's in daycare. So he's with me on the weekends and all that kind of stuff. But not like all day, every single day I'm with him all the time. And I got to see my son play and like interact with him. I'm like, this boy ain't got no autism. I'm tripping. That was God. I He answered my prayer in a way that I didn't even recognize. Then my husband switched jobs when he switched jobs, randomly found like an HSA account he was paying into at his old job, didn't even know. It was like $3,000. Wow. So in between that time, we were also getting my son set up for speech therapy with the new insurance. Our new insurance is amazing. Uh-huh. We were able to get him speech therapy and not pay anything because of this random money that my husband had got. So he now goes to speech therapy and we don't pay a dime. Then... All of my labor and doctor's appointments are covered under our insurance. So I don't pay anything when I go to the doctor. I know somebody got an accountant right now. That's what I'm saying. Girl, my (laughs) medicine that I have to take that was $200 is now $10. Mm. 
Hey you guys, it's Raven here. If you are an entrepreneur and you want to have God, I'm talking about fully engulfed in your business, you absolutely need the Supernaturally Paid course. This course is going to let you in on strategies that God gave me to get my income passively to a point that I never thought that it could go. We're talking about all of the ins and outs of marketing. We're talking about sales. We're talking about building generational wealth. We're talking about how to get into a place where you know how to have money talks with God. We are completely going in to how you can become supernaturally paid in your business. So make sure that you do not miss out on the opportunity to sign up for this course. We have a special discount code for listeners of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. So make sure you look in the notes section and grab that discount code. Just, I mean, the things that he's done in my business, my podcast, I was able to switch platforms. Now I get ads run on it. In one month, I made like $1,300 off doing the same thing I've been doing. Random speaking engagements where I'm making four figures. I'm. It's just like all in a matter of a couple months. And I think all that happened between August and September. Mm-hmm. And so fresh things are just more and more. There's more and more stuff, Raven. But things that like I don't think would have... God restores every single time. And it just baffles me because in the season you where you're struggling you're like you don't see god it mm-hmm. is so dark it's so bleak it's so overwhelming but sometimes they can also be self-imposed seasons that we just don't we're not seeking him or we're just doing too much like we might just truly be doing too many things and you need to mm-hmm. need to cut out a lot of stuff that's overwhelming stress and so he has just shown his hand for over us financially in a way that I could never See, I would have never planned that in my own head. And it just is mind-blowing. It really, it truly baffles me at times. It it really baffles me. And so I think when it comes to like doing your business with God, you have to know you're going to be tested in every Mm -hmm. absolute way. And almost to a standard that has, because God is very integral. God is a God of order. He is a God of doing things correctly and righteous. And when his name is on something, he wants it done in a certain way. But also that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but he's going to push you to righteousness so that you can operate in a way that's righteous. And I don't think I would have gotten that had I not gone through that season. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hmm. When you were talking, all I hear is just Waymaker, 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 Waymaker. Like everything you mentioned with your first pregnancy that was frustrating, 
the insurance, the appointments, the prescription, then having your baby and dealing with the speech therapy costs. It's like, look at how God came through in this wave and everything he said, if I'm not going to, if I don't take it away completely, I'm going to make it so minimal <laughs> that you don't even feel it. Like that's how good God is. Like he will take a $200 bill and turn it to $10. He Girl. will take labor and delivery fees and take the balance to $0. Like we got to really highlight this because I think that we have a lot of Christians today that you've seen the hand of God one way, but you don't necessarily think you've seen it in another way. And so you forget that God has all these names, you know, God, oh, Jehovah Rapha who heals is also Jehovah Jireh who provides. He's also Jehovah Shalom that gives you peace. Like I literally was just saying today, I said, if I never was broke, I would have never seen God's hand as Jehovah Jireh. If oh I never God. was sick, I would have never seen God's hand as Jehovah Rapha. If I never was stressed, I would have never seen God's hand as Jehovah Shalom. Like we got to really think about this and be mindful that that scripture in the book of James talks about enduring certain tests and trials because it strengthens up our faith. And I think yeah. that this day and age that we're in with social media it makes people almost not want to go through things because it feels like, well, I'm going through something, but I get on the internet and ain't nobody else going through nothing. They post and they happy. No, people going through things, they just ain't talking about it, number one. Yeah, no, number two, <laughs> we also have to think back to that scripture. I believe David said it in the book of Psalms, uh, I think it's 119.71, where he said, my affliction was good for me because it taught me the, the decrees of the Lord. And when I tell y'all like that is something that I have been standing on so much for this year, because even though I've been very blessed financially, I've had things happen. My whole warehouse getting water damage and all of it. It's like that has taught me patience like never before. And it, it was annoying when it happened. It was frustrating having to deal with insurance companies and you know, all of this kind of stuff. But again, another way, another testimony, another trial for me to go through to see the hand of God. God straight up told me like, I am going to write the check. Don't worry about what these people say. Even if they try to send you a little check, I'm going to replace your inventory. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to give you grace. I see the tithes that you tithe. I see the seeds that you've sown. It's like, God is always going to make it. Yes. Yes. And we have to accept our rights as his yes. children, you yes. know, and accept that you're an heir. And I think I'll tell you this recent story that happened, but yeah. And I think when it goes back to the mental health side of it, like it's real because mm -hmm. your emotions, when you're in a high stress, I was telling this to a client today, I was like, when you're high stress, you're going to be emotionally, your rational brain goes out the window. And you're going to feel like you have to react emotionally to a lot of things. And I think really when seasons of affliction happen, they you can see that why the scriptures is counted all joy when you fall in various trials at the end of it. But you don't see it when you're in the middle of it. And I think it's, more, it's very important for us to kind of talk through what those seasons look like because they make you question your faith. They make you question, is God even real? All of this. And I think it's important. I think personally, it's important that God tests our faith in that way because in elevation, there are so many moments where you can throw away your faith and say, God, I got this. 
But one thing I will say is because, again, you can have financial provision all day and pride easily sneak in. You can have all these things all day and lack of humility just sneaks in. Are you thinking you're better than other people? Because we're nat- we're, we are sinful people. Just because we go through a season of goodness doesn't mean that we aren't uh, susceptible to those things. And so it's important to, that God test that because I do believe he desires to elevate us. But I do think that at the level of elevation he wants to take us to, he doesn't want us to also be destroyed by our own sin. Mm-hmm. which is why those seasons have to happen. And so yeah. to think that you're not you're not supposed to go through that just really in my opinion really is like spiritual immaturity because it doesn't put you in a place where you can at that point be tested. If the Bible tells us to test other people, why would God not test us? Yeah. And Jesus even says like the harvest is plenty but the workers are few. The harvest is out there. And this goes to my story where I was going to say this happened recently to me. It's still in the interim of it. But God was telling me to write a book about a year and a half ago. And long story short, fast forward, he had told me to invest in this um, program for book writers. It's like a four-month boot camp that actually starts next month. And so I'm looking at him sideways like, sir, I'm about to have a baby. What you mean you want me to invest in this boot camp? It don't even make sense to me. So, and he told me not to delay. And I was like... Where am I gonna get some money? One, because I'm still like in the cusp of you know coming out of that season. Like we're starting to have those financial gains, but it's it's still a slow progression. So I'm looking at him like, God, what you talking about? Like this don't even make sense. But now at a different place, I'm like, okay, we're just gonna go with obedience. So I talked to one of the people that's associated with the program, and he was telling me a little bit about it. The lady that runs it, and of course, like doing the sales call, and the program's nine thousand dollars. That's the mm-hmm. biggest investment I've ever made in my business. I think the highest investment I've ever made was like 4000 but nothing mm-hmm. to that degree. So I'm thinking to myself when I'm talking to him, like, where am I getting $9,000 from? I know my marching orders. So I'm smack dab in the middle of this call. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, ask people in your life to sow a seed. Mm-hmm. And I said, I ain't going to ask nobody for no money. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that you talking about like truly in my mind like that's not about to happen so i get off the call this was last week raven i get off the call with him and i'm like "Mm, this don't really add up to me so a friend of mine i call her we're very close we talk about guys of all time and she's like girl i'm about to pull up on you i'm five minutes from your house she lives 45 minutes away from me so i said why are you in my vicinity she's like i'm gonna come to your house comes to my house. She's like, I know you're not on social media right now, but two days ago I posted in my stories, I need somebody to lend me $25,000 until February. Very playfully. Hmm. She said, girl, why do I have $26,000 in my position? Oh my goodness. Come on, Jesus. She said uh, her, her, she's helping her fiance open a restaurant. And he needed some last minute things for the reservation. I mean, the renovations. And she said, girl, I got approved for a loan. And God also gave, his aunt gave us some money. Mm. And so I'm looking at her crazy like, why are you telling me this? And why are you in my house? And I just got the phone <laughs> with this man. And I'm like, I know this is not a coincidence, but my brain is not wrapping my mind around this right now. And she looked at me in my face and she's overwhelmed by what she just got. She's like, I don't even understand what's happening. 
you know, like those blessings that you're so shocked by that you can't mm -hmm. comprehend what's happening <laughs> physically in the world. So she's mm -hmm. talking and she looked at me in my face and she said, you need to ask the people in your life to sow a seed. And I said, who am I going to, I was like, who am I going to ask? I don't even know. I don't know. $9,000. Who am I going to ask for $9,000? What do I even say to these people? I'm like, who are the people? So we're talking. I said, well, maybe I know 90 people. I can ask $100. She said to me, she said, you need to ask everybody. She said, you need to ask nine people to sow a seed of $1,000. Hmm. My jaw dropped right then. Hmm. So I said, okay, I guess I'm going to make a list. Now, this is me also like hesitant to ask hmm. somebody for this kind of money. I make the list. I pray over it. I say, Lord, just go before me. I don't even know the prayer to ask you right now, Father. I just said, go before me. The next day, I started calling people. Mm. Within 24 hours, mm. almost everyone joyfully that they would sow a seed. Mm. So in my position currently, as I gave everybody some time, it's around $4,600. I had, oh no, $4,500. Mm. I was even randomly talking to my husband. I was telling the story. He said, "Oh, babe, I'm gonna give you a thousand. Mm. And I'm and I'm and I ball because I'm like, where is this money coming from? Mm. Out of obedience, but also what God was showing me then was like, you have to detach yourself from people's opinions. Yes, come and on. And you have to understand that people sowing a seed to you is their increase, not just yours. Mm. But then also reminded me of seeds I had been planting over the last couple of months of like, those were seeds and I'm going to give you increase. But Raven, 24 hours before I didn't have any money or, or vowed of, of promised money mm. before. And so it boggles my mind now because I can say six months ago, that was not even a, a thought to ask somebody or even be obedient to do something like that. To know, like, like one of my friends, she gave me the seed yesterday, and she said, Rosalind, I know this is going to be increased. She's like, I'm not even concerned about it. She said, I'm giving it to you out of my my lack right now because I know you're going to do exactly what you want to do, what you're going to do because you obey God. But it just, it doesn't register, I think, at times how God wants to provide. Mm -hmm. And truly, like another friend was like, this is really the scripture asking you shall receive. And he puts you in a position to ask and people will joyfully give to you because God loves a cheerful giver. And just to know he will provide out of random, less than 24 hours later, mm. out of this, but six months ago, being in that dark place, you could not have asked me. You could not have told me that. And it just is, it, it's a testament of just God will do whatever he has to do to get you to where you need to be in your calling. And you're not responsible for how he does it. You're just responsible for being obedient. And so don't, you couldn't ask me two weeks ago, people was going to give me money. You couldn't ask me, people was going to give me a thousand dollars. Now I know, oh, it's possible. And it's, it's possible to be done swiftly. And so I say that to say, like, I say that to give people hope, but also be okay if you're in a struggle season to know, like, he will restore it. He will restore time. He will restore finances. He will restore all of those things. It's really about us surrendering to him fully and knowing that he's going to do it. Mm. 
I just feel so empowered by the story of like asking people to sow a thousand dollar seed. A few days ago, a good friend of mine had a conference and I wasn't able to make it to the conference. And I remember feeling so down, like, uh, like I really want to be there to support her, but just leading up to the conference and, and planning to get the flight and all of that stuff, like it just wasn't working out. I realized in retrospect, God was actually like keeping me because I had no idea this crazy hurricane was going to be happening mm. this past week on the East Coast. So I probably would have purchased a plane ticket, got a hotel and then can't even go because, you know, the flights are shut down and I can't even get there. So one, God was protecting me from that. And he said to me, this is even before the conference. He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to make a way for you to sow a large seed into her. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, okay. Because, you know, at the time I was looking at everything else that he had me doing. Like, okay, I, I know I need to put this deposit on for the venue for the Supernaturally Paid Conference. I need to do this. And, you know, it was just a lot of business expenses that I knew that I was going to need to take care of. But I never overthought it. I'm like, okay, God, I trust you. And you know, whenever the time comes for me to sow the seed, I trust that you're going to tell me the exact amount that she needs, you know, for me to sow into her. So a few days ago, God led me to sow a thousand dollar seed into my friend. And mm -hmm. so I just feel that that's so powerful with your testimony. Like God is calling friends and family members and loved ones to sow big seeds, not $50 seeds, $100 yes. seeds, big seeds. Girl. And joyfully that's what yeah. threw me off it was it was like friends were like girl i are i already know you're gonna do this and you're gonna kill it mm -hmm. and they're like there's no question of like you pregnant you about to have your baby this bouquet gonna be in the middle you can see like they're like this what guy said okay one of them even said to me while I was on the phone with her. She, I didn't finish the story. She's like, I already sent that money to you. Like, no question. <laughs> like, not even a question. And I think when you're operating in that level of faith, and it's okay if that's not where you are yet. Like, there is a process sometimes mm -hmm. to get to that. But when you can believe God to be like, okay, this is what you said. This is what I'm going to do. Six months ago, I would have been like, no way possible. I'm not asking anyone. What are they going to say to me? And mm -hmm. he really confirmed to me at time, you do not have to worry about anybody's opinion because what I'm going to do is what I'm going to do. And when you detach from your own rationale of what something needs to be and just trust God's hand and word, I couldn't, I was, I cried so much Friday. I, I had a headache. And was so tired the whole weekend from just the overwhelm. It just was overwhelming. Like that scripture that says, things will happen so fast your head will spin. Like that's how I feel. I feel like my head was literally spinning like a spin top the whole day because hmm. of the Lord's provision. And it's the joyfully giving. And so there's no limit to what he can do. And there's no limit to how he'll do it. It's really us being at a place of having a repentant heart and a surrendered heart to him. Because he can do so much more with that than us being prideful in our own heads. Mm. So I was going to ask you, but I feel like you already answered it. So I'm going to share it with them. I was going to ask you what scripture you would just leave them to stand on. But I really want to take them to the book of Amos 9, 13 through 15. That's the scripture where it says things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. 
And I want to highlight that because when you're in what feels like a season of drought and you just cannot see the way out, it just feels like, oh, how am I going to dig my way out of this? Like, where am I? And, and then you almost think like, and then when I do get out of it, what's the damage going to be? You know, when the money comes in, mm-hmm. is it going to be so much Girl. that I got to make up for this whole, like, you know, what's going to happen? But I just want to prophesy to somebody right now and tell you, just speak this scripture over your life and your finances that God can do it so fast that your head is literally going to swim. I spoke at a conference this past September and I ran into somebody that I hadn't seen in probably like four years. I remember the last time I saw her had been another conference that I had spoke at way back in 2018. And she came up to me and said, Raven, God did it so fast for you. And I was like, huh? Like, I was like so confused. Like, what is she talking about? So she said, you don't remember meeting me at that conference? She said, that was our very first time meeting. And she said, when I met you at the conference, I remember you telling me that your whole life was about to change. You told me that you knew that you wanted marriage. You knew that you wanted kids. And once that happened, everything would change with your business. So I'm like really sitting here like, thinking back, like, wait a minute, like, let me remember what I told her. And when I tell y'all, I remember the exact date that I met her because I remember my flight to go back to DC was on November the 3rd. So I had met her the night before, November 2nd, 2018. When I flew back to DC, November 3rd, my now husband was in my apartment getting ready to propose to me. So I had literally got engaged the next day. Two days later, we went to the courthouse and we eloped. And literally 361 days later, on November 1st, our first child was born. And it just hit me like, it does not matter what things I feel like in my life I've had to wait for or what season that I'm in now. I'm going to hold on to my own testimony that it's been time that I've and God has done it quickly for me. So I just want y'all to understand. I want y'all to remember the story of Rosalind's friend that asked for $25,000 and had $26,000 the next day. I want you to remember Rosalind being obedient and asking for those seeds and having already having more than half of that money the next day. God will do it quickly. Don't let what's in front of you, don't let your current circumstances fracture the faith that you need to have in God. He can do it and he can do it quickly. Don't get tripped up. Don't let the enemy try to tell you that you are never going to get out of this. We are literally, everybody on this conference, not even just me and Rosalind, we are all examples that you are going to get out of this. We are all examples of the goodness that God has for you. I'm not even going to say the goodness that God has for you on the other side of this test because it is goodness in this test. I want to declare that your faith is being stretched you're growing spiritually. You're leaning to God more than ever before. You're learning how to worship in a different way. You're learning how to pray a different way. There is nothing in vain about this season. So I just want to leave you guys with that. And I want to pass over the mic to Rosalind. Is there any um, last things that you want to share with them before we go? Yeah. Um, so recently I've been reading Matthew again. And one of the things that I've been really going slow with it. And one of the things when Jesus was often talking to people was really saying, your faith has done this or being amazed by somebody's faith or questioning like, why do you lack faith? And truly these things happening in our lives are not because we're special. It's, it's not, you, there is no one that's 
God is no respect of person. He loves everybody equally. The, you will see the difference when your faith is moving with God. When you know, oh, you got this. Mm-hmm. Jesus often said, go, you are healed. Your faith has done this. And it's the faith of people. And sometimes I think our faith is broken in those seasons because we're just so overwhelmed. But your faith has to be tested because two years ago, you might have believed something that if God told it to you, then what you're doing now, you would have been like, are you crazy, Lord? That's not that's not that's not going to happen to me. But it has to stretch you because your faith has to be literally tested in every season. And so I would just say like, not only will your head spin, but know that your faith is going to be and has to be tested. And that's not a bad thing. That is really to, for you to really begin to see and really just draw closer to the heart of God and really see him move in your life, especially as a business owner. And when you can move all this stuff happening, and I ain't really on social media, like, Mm. So it's it's not the world standard of what we're supposed to do. These are things happening in private. These are things happening behind closed doors that God has had his hand on, not because I did something super special. And it's really our faith. So that would be the second thing I would say is not only encouragement, but no, your faith will grow through these seasons. Mm. I hope that y'all, well, I'm not even going to say I hope. I know that y'all were blessed by this, but I do hope that y'all are taking notes. Um, those of y'all that have joined us as VIP, don't worry. You're going to get lifetime access to this re- replay and all of the other replays from the conference, along with tons of other bonuses. I'm just honestly honored to have hosted this virtual experience and to be having conversations like this because I feel like when I first got saved and really surrendered my business to Christ. Like this is the kind of conversations I wish that I was able to be a fly on the wall in, you know, this is the kind of conversations that would have really just blessed me with just seeing the hand of God, even through other people's stories. So I just want to tell y'all to stay encouraged. I want to tell y'all to make sure that y'all stay connected with the God Pays Me Virtual Summit. We have tons and tons of amazing testimonies that's going to just help you on your journey of believing what God can do for you financially. Also, make sure that you check out the links below. I included all of Roslyn's handles for social media. Well, she ain't on social media right now, but she'll be back (laughs) whenever God says to be back. So, But still follow her to make sure that you stay connected and check out her podcast. Also consider joining us in person in Baltimore this December for the Supernaturally Paid Conference. I'm so excited to just meet you guys. Yes, I'm so excited to just help break the chains. I literally said to God in my prayer time, I said, God, attendees are great, but I don't want just attendees. I want families. So I'm just so excited for people that's going to be bringing their mother, their father, their brother, their sister. Like, We are breaking it off at the root. God said that we are heirs. He said that he's given us the power to create wealth. He said there shall be no poor among you. He said, put that seed to the test and watch him fill up that storehouse so much that you won't even have enough room. So we are literally going to 
speak that into this conference. We're going to believe it. And I'm just very excited about those of you guys that I will be meeting in person. And I look forward to it. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us today, Roslyn. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank all of you guys. Yes, yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I really appreciate you guys for listening in. Don't forget to check out those links below and make sure that you stay connected with her. And I will see y'all in another edition of the God Pays Me Virtual Summit. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid podcast with a friend. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.